Well, welcome to the Court of Three podcast. I'm your host, one of them, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my very best friend in the whole wide world, Spencer Breedlove. Hello, everybody. Spencer and I launched this podcast in 2021 with a mission to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. And here we share some of our joys, triumphs, challenges, and even some of our painful moments and how we have grown through each of these. We hope that you will laugh with us or at us, that you will take time to think and even allow your emotions to be moved to tears. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of the Court of Three community. We really appreciate it. Very much. Thank you. Yes. All right. Um, Spencer's not feeling great tonight, so hopefully he can contain his yeah, I'm a little nasally. Coughing. Probably sounds a little yeah, he's weird. he's got a lot of head congestion. <laughs> um, so hopefully I can do a You're lot of the talking. You're going to do most of the talking. Yeah, I don't have Which is probably best. <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't have any trouble with that. Okay. Pipe None down. at all. Pipe down. All right. So I have our court of three question of the day. All right. So what is the most unusual thing you've ever eaten? The Can most. you think of something? Well, when we were in China, I don't know what it is that I ate. We did have, I guess, some different things. We weren't really sure because of the language, really but, sure. but everything was, a lot was good. Of, it wasn't. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, it was there good. There was nothing just, that. When you're walking down the street and you see different things, animals hanging. Yes. You don't know. What. And even in restaurants, the whole animal would be on the plate. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like a duck. Like, yeah, or a fish. Or a fish with the head and the fins. And, yeah. 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 So. As far as and shark fin, we saw that I, was like in the tank. You see, could, you would remember that. Yeah, I, I remember <clears> seeing that at the market. Yeah. But I would think that something somewhere over in China, when we were adopting Elizabeth, there would have to have been something weird. That but we you ate. can't think of a specific other time. Uh, no, because I like most of everything. Well, I like most everything, but you have to remember that. I mean, I swallowed I a fly family. One time. Oh, I did that, but that was not intentional. I was riding, my, I was riding my bike, and a fly <laughs> swallowed a fly. And I swallowed a fly. It, yeah, I mean, it, I think I've probably got gnats in my mouth. I don't know. No, about that one went straight in my mouth. Oh, I was hacking. Did you gag it back up? No. Oh, okay. It wouldn't come back up. Ooh. Okay. That's gross. Yeah. No. See, I have family from North Carolina. <laughs> The mountains of North Carolina, and all my uncles and cousins, they would hunt. So we had maybe what some people would think is unusual food. I mean, snake, rabbit. Yeah, I don't think that's weird. Yeah, I mean, but I had that growing up. But I'll tell a quick story. I think probably the most unusual thing uh-huh. was when I went with my sister, Kelsey, and we traveled, took a trip overseas. We went to uh, went to London. We went to Paris, but we also went to Italy. Mm-hmm. While we were in Italy, we were in Venice, and it's just kind of been um, my thing. As I travel around, I want to ask what 
the region is known for wherever I am, kind of what is the special dish or what do the local people eat here? So we were in Venice and they said, well, we're on the water. So we eat things from the sea. And I said, okay, I enjoy seafood. And they said, well, specifically squid, octopus. I said, all right. Okay. I mean, I'd had it before in certain ways here on the mainland. So they said, they started describing it. The waiter said that they actually ink the octopus mm-hmm. and use the ink from the, the squid to combine with lemon and herbs and garlic and onions and make a sauce that then they toss pasta. And so it's a pasta dish with the squid on it in the sauce made from the ink. And I thought, yes, That's I'll eat weird. that. No. It, so That is really weird. I'm adventurous. But here's the thing. I didn't maybe quite think that all the way through. They bring out my dish. And it's this beautiful, dark, almost like a purple black. Yeah, color. I mean, that's the. Yeah. That's the color. But it's really, and it smells. What did it oh do my to goodness. Your teeth? The herbs and the, just the lemon, especially. I remember it just smelled so good. And the little pieces of the squid were on there. And I start eating. And all of a sudden, my sister and there were other people with us. They were laughing. Your teeth turned black. Yes. <laughs> but I, I was, they wouldn't tell me. They said, you should go to the bathroom. And I was like, what? Is there like something on my nose? Like, did I get it in my hair? So I'm like wiping my face. I go to the restroom. My lips are black. <laughs> then I smile. My tongue is black. My teeth are black. I mean, it was awful. I took paper towels. I tried to rub it. I took soap. I got soap all over my lips that then eventually got my mouth. And I was rubbing so hard that then I made it red and it wasn't coming off. And um, yeah, so I I kind of hid behind my hand. You probably look like, um, what's that guy that played in the Patriot? Oh, yeah, when he had the eat. He he had the drink. Yeah. The girl gave it to him as a joke. His fiance. Yes. When they, that that's what my teeth that's what it looked like yes uh-huh that's funny and it had to wear off i mean i brushed my teeth and brushed my teeth and brushed scrubbed my lips till they were raw it wore off I, it kind of looked like i had lipstick on though for a while a kind of a purple lipstick going goth <laughs> so that was probably the most unusual but i stand behind it was a good decision it was delicious and i don't care Did the restaurant just not have any suggestions on how to correct that? I didn't ask. I just thought, and it was on the menu. It wasn't like they played a joke on me. They were probably thinking, we're going to get this crazy American. Yeah. We're going to play a joke. I would have thought if they had just suggested it to me. Uh But you know what? You can't just go to Italy and just eat pizza. You have to try some different things. So. Well, you tried something different. I did. All For right. Sure. So that was my most unusual dish, probably. Okay. You want to introduce what we're talking about? Sure. I was going to say, um, I was going to ask you, so what are we going to talk about tonight, honey? We're going to talk about intense fellowship. Well, that's what we call it. That's what we call it. We've named our arguing, our disagreements. 
our quarrels, quarrels as intense fellowship. And, you know, I know y'all are so surprised, but believe it or not, there are times in our life where we don't just get along. No. And we don't see eye to eye and agree on everything. And it, it will happen in a marriage. It is not always a bed of roses where just, you know, whatever that person says, I'm going to go along with it. You have your own ideas and um, preconceived notions and um, things. So, Well, what sparked this conversation? Mm-hmm. One was a Instagram post that I follow uh-huh. or an Instagram account that I follow. And they made a post. They posted. Mm-hmm. The name of the Instagram account is stronger marriages, stronger mm-hmm. underscore marriages. And uh, they usually have some really good content they put out. And, and I saw that one. I was like, huh, Lisa and I've had some intense fellowship already today. Let's just go ahead <laughs> whoa, and talk about it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's just go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> I mean, you I mean you threw me under the bus for grabbing half of a sandwich and I'm like, oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Okay. So the point of the podcast is to help people know how to fight fair. Can uh-huh. I say that? Exactly. Yes. That that you you're gonna have but, you're gonna have even, disagreements. But how do you do it in a kind and loving and redemptive and way? Even in as here we are, twenty eight years and yeah. several, you know, months, months. into mm-hmm. our marriage, and we mm-hmm. still have times where we disagree, we argue, we fuss. Oh, we're probably gonna always have it. Yeah, Papa and Granny. Oh, sixty something years. They, were, they would crack me up. They were, yeah, they knew how to fight. They did. They knew how to fight, and she wasn't gonna take any bull crap off of him. <laughs> she wasn't. He dished it out, and he she dished, dished it, out it right and back. She dished it right back. But they loved each other. They did. And they. I dished they it out. They remained friends. And you can dish it out. We can, but you can remain friends. Yeah, and we you do. can do this. Um, you know, you're you're arguing and you're quarreling <clears throat> in a better way, maybe yes. than what you know what we would be tempted to do, what the natural way would be. So let's talk about it, honey. So the Stronger Marriages, they had six Mm -hmm. rules. Uh, They call it six rules for arguing with your spouse. So basically, people, these are rules of engagement. Oh, here we go. Okay. Our military. Yeah, these are rules of engagement. When you and your spouse are in experiencing intense fellowship, Intense fellowship is just a great way of making light of uh, that time where you and your spouse aren't getting along and you're fussing at one another. Mm-hmm. All right. So number one, it's going to happen. Yes, it will. It's, it's, gonna, it's just, inevitable. It's not if it's when. Right? Yeah. When it comes, your spouse. These is not are perfect. some things to remember. Yeah, your wife may think she's perfect. She's perfect, but I don't think I'm perfect. I know I'm not. You just make like how many mistakes in a year? Just a few. Yeah. Me? I'm close. How many do I make? <laughs> in a day? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> what? Just kidding. <laughs> a lot. Uh, so. All right. These are rules of engagement. What's the first one? Be respectful. Mm. Be respectful. Um, When I think about the being respectful, it's easy to when your feelings get hurt, you automatically go into defense mode. 
Yeah. And it's easy to get really, really personal. And when you're guarding yourself, it's easy to start throwing jabs verbally. And, you know, and, and you can say things that really, you don't really mean, but it comes out. Uh, but let's, but let's also remember that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So there is something going on internally where the heart is hurting and there's a thought that's been captured in the heart and it's going to come out. And so in the respectful, uh, rule of engagement, it is a matter of understanding that the person in your life, that person across from you, they hold as much value to God as you do to the Lord. And we have to treat each other with um, humanity and even, and even kindness in the, in the argument. Well, and I think, that our sermon this morning, he really pulled out the word honor. Honor. And and yeah. that meaning doesn't mean you agree. Uh-uh. It doesn't mean you like it, but it's it's more of holding that person um higher than yourself. Yeah. And like you said, just recognizing who they are in Christ. Right. And if we could remember that Yes, then that helps us be respectful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two. Number two is never make threats. That's a, I don't, you've, the only time you've ever really threatened me is uh-huh. you said, oh. if if you, if, if I ever find out that you have cheated on me, uh-huh. I'm not going to divorce you, but I will kill you. <laughs> Right, divorce was not an option. Divorce was not an option. Murder, murder, murder was and is. Oh so, no, no, no. Um, so no, never, never make, make threats. Never but, make threats. But I know sometimes in when it gets heated, like you said, we'll say these things without thinking. Like I'm leaving. Right, or give ultimatum. Or you give ultimatum. If you yeah. ever do this again, well, none of us can truly promise. I mean, we can say we're going to work on things, but yeah, don't give ultimatums. Yeah. that That's, people can't live up to. Well, the thing about threats is your home ought to be a safe place. Yeah. Home is a safe place. And the safest place that you should have is in your relationship with your spouse. Right. The way that God designed the husband and wife relationship, there is a... Both have a sacrificial love. Both are both have life giving love towards each other. And when threats begin to initiate, when threats begin to become evident, then the the safety measures and that that sense of comfort and safe uh, and safety is is breaking down it's it becomes mm-hmm. no longer existent right you're tearing it down tearing with, it then down. how do you word by word yeah. you're tearing it down so el- eliminate the threats mm-hmm. the the, the words of the threatening words okay your wife is not your threat okay unless 
I mean, unless, you know, she's doing something illegal or you're doing something illegal or whatever, but. Right. That's not what we're talking about. If there's something that you need to seek in a strong marriage, help with. Yes. In a strong marriage, your wife should not be your threat or your spouse, your your husband should not be your threat. You should not be scared of one another. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next one. Number three is don't bring up the past. Oh, this is a big one. This is a big one because yeah. in marriages, everybody everybody brings in a certain amount of baggage. We all have a past. Everybody's yes. got a past. Everybody's got some type uh-huh. of baggage that mm-hmm. they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. And when you get into a uh, into your marriage, and let, you know whether if you're a year in, five years in, ten, twenty, thirty, forty years in. And you begin bringing up the past, all you're doing is you're putting your spouse down for the mistakes that they've made in the past and they can't get behind it. And they feel defeated. Mm-hmm. And then there's, they're in a no-win situation. And how do they overcome that? So, you know, I, I know, Lisa, you've had some uh experiences where people have brought up the past in your life how did that make you feel um completely defeated and you know then then you feel the guilt and shame again like you already experienced it once and now it's like it just rehashes it and brings it all back to the forefront of your mind it does nothing to build up the person no and it it really goes to forgiveness Mm mm-hmm that True. we're supposed to have a forgiving spirit and not that we dismiss it and go, okay, I forgave them. Now they're perfect. No, but I don't bring those past mistakes mm-hmm. up. I don't throw that in their face. And many times that's what happens in in wanting to fight or in an argument. I got to sling some mud. So I'm reaching and grasping, so I'm going to go back and throw this up at the person. And that's that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Can't do that. Nope. All right, number Number four. four. Yeah. This is good just for any kind of advice. Listen more than you speak. Mm Mm-hmm. So if there's a disagreement and it is something that you guys need to hash out, it's good to remember, I don't have to get the last word in always. And I need to make sure I'm being careful to be quiet, not thinking about what I'm about to say next, but really listening to this person. Maybe, maybe the whole thing is a misunderstanding. Maybe there's something going on in their day or in their life that is kind of built up and, and maybe the effect, you know, caused this argument, but I need to have listening ears. Well, along along, along those lines and listening more than you speak, um, when I think about that is going back to what I said earlier about wanting to defend yourself uh-huh. and crossing that line of disrespect mm-hmm. in that same vein, when you don't listen and you speak more, it is probably focused on you the the person speaking 
trying to position yourself in a, in in a uh, in the position of being right in your wrong. Yes. And to gain checkmate. To, yeah. And to justify yes. uh, your actions and things like that. And so you speak more than you listen. But I'm reminded of what the Bible says about um, where words are many. The Bible says sin is sin present. Sin is present. So we have to remember that in a in an intense fellowship, whatever, the, whatever the topic may be, whatever that may be over, it could be something stupid. It could be something very serious, but I think it, a rule of engagement is to be patient and to step back, get a battlefield picture and then grasp what, and what the issue is that the other person is having, what their concerns are. And then approach it from that angle to come to a solution. If there's a solution to be gained rather than taking up a position of defense and defending what you did or are doing or what you're saying. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So, and then number five kind of goes on along with that mm-hmm. where it says, don't lose your temper. Ooh. This is probably... Where you and I, this this can happen with us in losing our temper. Uh-huh. Would you agree? Uh, or no? I don't know. I mean, no, we don't really of those, yell. Of the, all right, so of those six, of, well. Not of what six. I think of losing temper is, no. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe losing temper is not what... Uh, you would do. I can, I know for me, I used to lose my temper. Okay. Yep. Right. You've worked on that. Yeah. That now I've tempered from that, but thinking about this, this list, um, the, the losing your temper really resonated with me. Okay. That really resonated with me. But I think with not losing your temper, it it comes down to being self-controlled. Yes. And practicing the fruit of the spirit. Mm. Okay. Okay. So the fruit of the spirit, so living a spirit filled life, if you're going to, if you're going to control your temper, Uh if you're going to not lose your temper, that means you have to be controlled by the spirit. Sure. So don't lose your temper. When you lose your temper, you've lost control. Yeah, you Cle- let your emotions everything get the best of you, and, and then it's and then it is game on. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah, there's no there's no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, holes can wind up in the in the in <laughs> the wall rock. in the sheetrock, and uh, drawers can get slammed. And, and that's a lot of times then where the other things come. <laughs> when you lose your temper, then you, you're not going to be respectful. Probably, right? You're going to speak a lot. You're probably going to make some threats, and you might throw yeah. some stuff up from the pat. Right? Like that just leads to, yep, yeah, all out chaos. Okay. They said number six. They ended with this one. Remember, you are on the same team. One hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, God has given you your spouse as a 
helpmate. Yeah. To compliment you, to challenge you, to encourage you. Yep. Um, and so you're not the same person. You're not going to uh, always see eye to eye, but you're on the same team. This is the two of you, and you need to work it out. For life. Yes. You need to work it out. Figure it out. Come together. Talk about it. Yes. It's conflict resolution. In healthy ways. Mm-hmm. That yeah, has healthy the, conflict. It's healthy conflict resolution that has the other person's best interest in mind. Yes, definitely. Not your best interest, but the other person's best interest. What's That's in the hard. best interest of my wife? That's hard. What's in the best interest of our marriage? Yes. That's good. I and like that. Rather than what's in the best interest for me. Mm-hmm. If you're in it for me, then you're in your marriage for the wrong reason. Yeah. You need to adjust your thought pattern. And recognize that, man, your wife is your teammate. She's your partner. She's your um, friend, lover, all of the above, you know. So you guys are on the same team. So act like it and live like it. Mm -hmm. So are there any that you would add to that list of rules of engagement? I've got three that I've listed, but. Okay. Like, I didn't know if you had any that you wanted to add. Uh, I think those are pretty. Those are pretty good. You want to list them? You want to name them? Kind of help me out. The other, the go back over the six again. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, oh. Do you not see mine? Yeah, yeah. I know you added some things, and I would say those are kind of like yes, as a follow up to to this these six that we've talked about. Yeah. I like what you added. Yeah. So the the last three that I added, so I'm really creating a list of nine rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, kiss and hug it out. That's a good one. Yeah. Kiss and, and then hug we it used, out. We made our kids like, you know, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, kind of like, here, y'all shake friends, hands. Like, y'all shake hands or hug. Yeah. And, or it's kind of like in yeah. Days of Thunder with uh, Rowdy and Cold Trickle and and they oh, uh, yeah when they were going at they were it going at it they made them ride in the car yeah. together and well that didn't turn out so good but yeah okay you know you had to hug it out and then yeah they had to make them drive together to the to the yeah because anyway. there's something about you know you 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 we've said you're gonna have these disagreements uh-huh. but that doesn't have to break you right um for on the same team there's something about coming back together in a physical touch yeah. And even if you, you know, there was some kind of compromise and you figured out something you needed to change or do or whatever, that's okay. All right. But the other two, I like that one. The other two. Yes. Don't go to bed angry. Yes. We've said that. Yeah. Don't go to bed angry. Don't let yeah, the sun go down let, on your anger. That just lets this root of bitterness, you know, you just begin to harbor it. You wake up then right. probably in the morning and you're like still seething over it. Don't do that. Um, and then finally, forgive, yes, forgive, forgive quickly. quickly. That's a big one. You do a really good job of that. That's a big one. You forgive quickly. You always have. I do. You always have. You taught me how to forgive. I just don't. Yeah. I don't want bitterness. No, it ain't no good. Mm-mm. I've had the bitterness in my life and in my heart, and I know what it does. No. It is no bueno. And no usually bueno. when it comes down to it, it's like 
90, probably 98% of the time, I'm like, yeah, I was being silly, petty. Uh-huh. So nine rules of engagement. Be respectful. Never make threats. Don't bring up the past. Listen more than you speak. Don't lose your temper. Remember, you're on the same team. Kiss and hug it out. Don't go to bed angry and forgive quickly. Pretty good. Those are good. Yeah. That helps you fight, but stay friends. Yep. Exactly. Because friendship is important. Very. Yes. Very, very, That's the way very it started. Mm-hmm. You got anything else, Lisa? You want to add? No. Do we have to talk about anything we argued about today? No. Okay. I thought it's all, it's all said, over. It's in the past. You said, you said we were having intense fellowship well, we today. Did, but, <laughs> but it was over. About my sandwich? It was over me taking half of your sandwich <laughs> that you didn't tell me that had horseradish on it and you were going to use it for lunch tomorrow. And I, I ate it. Right. And I should have read your mind. <laughs> And and I oh, didn't. Oh no! And then I'm I, way past that. Expecting you to read my mind, you 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 don't even pick up on like clues. Like just reading my mind. There we go. <laughs> okay. And now we are going uh, to listen more than we speak right now. Yes. All right. We're going to practice our rules of engagement. <laughs> Goodness. I love you, hon. Love you too. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening in to the Quarter Three Podcast. Yes. We are so, so grateful for you. If you would, please take a few minutes, leave us a review anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you, I think it's even on Audible, Amazon Music. There's all kinds of places where our podcast goes. But anyway, thank you so much for listening in. Yes, and share our podcast um, on your platforms, help other people find this, uh, so that we can encourage even more people. And remember, two, two are, are better, better than one, one. and a quarter three strands, strands is not easy.